Craig here on the third floor. Welcome to episode seven, where Ray and I break down the Ten Thunders Misaki Kantanaka in Malifaux third edition. How does a Lost Blossom crew perform on the table? Don't forget to rate and write a review for our podcast. You know you're our favorite listener, and this will help us find more people almost as cool as you are. Enjoy the episode. There are few things better than sitting at a table, unplugging, and going to battle with some friends. Welcome to another episode of Tabletop Talk. If you're looking for strategies, reviews, and tips on everything related to board games, card games, and miniature games like Malifaux, you are in the right place. This episode is a direct port from one of our YouTube videos. Be sure to subscribe to the Third Floor Wars YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. Howdy, folks. Craig and Ray here on the third floor. It's time to talk about the Ten Thunders. Quick disclaimer, uh, when we filmed this, the uh, M3 was still in open beta, so some of the details we talk about might change, but thematically everything should remain about the same. Okay, let's talk about Masaki. Um, you've declared 10 Thunders, you tell me that Masaki is going to be your master. What should I expect to see? High mobility, high damage. Okay. So, and not necessarily from Masaki per se. Her damage is, is very strong. Uh-huh. Um, but what makes Masaki Masaki in this edition of Malifaux is absolutely her mobility. Her primary capability, or her primary uh, ability on her card is that um, at the start of the turn, she can bury. Okay. And then you place two shadow markers, which are destructible, so your opponent can remove them. Um, place two shadow markers within, I believe it's 10 inches of where she was. Got it. And then when she activates, she warps into base contact with any shadow marker on the table. Gotcha. So there's going to be two shadow markers out there. Right. Potentially one or more could be destroyed, but right. she can then, has the option of unbearing um, and either one. Is there other ways to get shadow markers out? Her crew, some of her crews uh, have triggers that, or straight out abilities that allow them to put out shadow markers. Her totem can count as a shadow marker as well. And if there are no shadow markers, she can pull herself up in the uh, in her in their in the deployment, her deployment zone. zone. That's great. Okay, good. So she's gonna get it out everywhere. She's she's an offensive threat. How fragile is she? Uh, I'm not gonna say very fragile, but her biggest defense is the fact that you control when she's on the board. Got it. So the, her the mitigating factor for her is that the more models you activate before she does. The slower she is when she unburies, because she loses ah. one movement for every two models that have activated. Interesting. So, but it's like at the same point though, she's got a ranged shockwave that she can throw out. She has an amazing bonus action, which I'll talk about in a second, and she has a support tactical where she can command one of her other models to charge. So she doesn't need to move. So if you feel like you're getting really pressured, you can just keep her off the table. And unless your opponent is, like, legitimately out-activating you because they killed a model during the turn, um, she's never going to die. Got it. So, but if your opponent's putting enough pressure to keep her buried like that, then they've probably already won that particular battle. Yep. But like I said, her her abilities um, give her enough utility that even if she's not moving around swinging that stock and basen- that basento she has... Uh, she definitely can affect the board, and uh, the number one way she does that is, is going to be through her bonus action. Yeah, talk to me about I the bonus talk. action. So her bonus action is um, 
For every model that has not activated, mm-hmm. she gets to take a card from her discard pile, shuffle it back into her deck. Okay. Which is already pretty good. Yeah. But then there's a trigger on it that allows her to, for every crow she shuffles back in, hit a model to gain stunned. Ooh. Unless their opponent pitches a card. Okay. And that is potentially devastating to your opponent. Yeah. Um, so... That's probably like the biggest thing because like what it allows you to do is it kind of allows you to fix your deck a little bit yep. in an early turn concept. So if you kind of have board control with her and you know you can put her in a safe place, you can kind of purge cards out of your hand that you know you want to shuffle back in mm-hmm. and then get those cards back in or you know pitch those crows because you need to hit those models and try to control your opponent's hand a little bit. And then her ability to just be able to drop out on a fairly easy to pass dual shockwave markers that pulse out for two damage a piece means that you're still burning cards off your opponent. Right. Still forcing those duels they don't want to take. So even if she's not engaging in melee directly, she's still affecting the board pretty heavily. That makes sense. Okay, that's Masaki. All right, so Masaki is on the table. I can expect to see some Last Blossom models. As a keyword, what can I expect to see from Last Blossom? So uh, the big thing that Last Blossom likes to do is hurt you. Okay. (laughs) It does does some some pretty decent damage. And uh, it's actually fairly mobile on top of that. Uh Uh-huh. Which makes sense because we're talking about, like, the Ten Thunders. This is kind of like their assassin models. Um, Masaki being the leader of that. Right. So the two kind of uh, abilities that latch onto this keyword are charge through and assassinate. Okay, What's the, what do they do? So charge through says that if this model charges, okay. the attack generated from the charge gains a positive to damage. Oh, that's good. It's pretty good. And then assassinate is if I kill a model that hasn't activated yet, it gains fast. The mo- you get gain fast if you kill a model that has not activated. Yes, yet. you gain oh, fast, wow. and okay. then of course because fast just allows you to take an additional action during your activation. That means now you can either if you haven't charged now you can right, and, or you can reposition or God knows whatever else yeah. you can do. Like you know one of the best things you can do for this crew is get in, hit something, kill it, and then now you have fast. So now I drop my scheme marker. Nice. So. Very, very nice. Um, so, sounds like a lot of offense. I mean, Masaki's bringing a lot of offense. Lot of offense. Um, what are the key offensive models? In um, a Toto is definitely a key offensive model. He's armor, hard to kill. He has a grit, which is the ability that if you go below half wounds, you gain something. And his mm-hmm. is that you, he gets positive to so his attack and damage. He also is charged through and frantic. Um, I'm pretty certain he's min three on his damage. So, like, he puts out a hurting. Yep. Uh, the only snipers in our faction belong to Last, Last Blossom. Oh, wow. Okay. So, the Katanaka Sniper. And uh, they're a 245 of Crit Strike. And uh, we have access to Tanuki, which is a versatile model that combos really well with them. Because the Tanuki, for a moderate and a weak card, can put two focus on your sniper before it activates. <sighs> And it's a good utility model to have anyways. Yeah. But being able to just kind of be like, here's a four-stone model, or it might be five stones, but you know, here's a low-stone cost sure. model. Have two focus, Sniper. And then now I have this huge range threat. You know, It can deploy from the shadow, so I can be a little bit further off from my deployment if I need it to be. It has Assassin as well. Wow. Okay. You know, and then there's Masaki still waiting in the wings yep. to finish off anything I might have severely damaged with that Sniper. So it's like there's just you know there's some pretty big some pretty big hits coming. Um, any other key last blossom models that we should talk about? The Torakage, the ninjas of the last blossom, are actually really good models. Like okay. they're not too aggressively powerful, um, but they're stealth and move six. 
Mm. And stealth means they can't be targeted from beyond six inches. Yep. So they're going to get where they need to go, and they're going to get there fast. Right. And that's something that's really important. Uh, Thunder archers are a really great utility piece because they're able to snipe scheme markers off the board. Oh, that's good. So that's a huge deal. Um, we've already talked about how good a Toto is. Um, the Katanaka crime boss is the other kind of melee beater piece that's in the 10 thunders. And they have a slew of really cool abilities that like allow them to place out shadow markers. A Toto can also place a shadow marker, uh, to help with Masaki. And then, uh, they're min three as well, I believe. So, and I think they also have protection money. So if you drop scheme markers near them, I get to draw cards. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like nice utility with these models. The key is though, is that we're trying to get in and punch you harder than you punch us kind of concept. So how fragile are they? Fragile enough that you don't want to waste the alpha. Got it. So like if you're going to go in and you're going to commit with this crew, commit. Don't waffle around in the midfield. Like, yes, we've got ranged models here. We've got the Thunder Archer. We've got the Torakage or the Katanaka Sniper. But this crew is not trying to sit in the midfield and hold the table. The point of this crew is to make your opponent be on its back foot the entire game. Masaki's in your face. Snipers are raining shots down. A Toto's barreling down the center field and you've got to deal with him. But first you've got snipers and a Masaki to deal with. Like the point of this crew is pressure. Mm -hmm. You're trying to put pressure on your opponent. Because Masaki cannot just kill things. She could always bamf somewhere just to drop scheme markers. Right, right. You know, so it's like the amount of versatility that she has alone without even her crew getting involved already is putting your opponent in bad choice land. And what you're trying to do with the rest of her crew is like put those to the put those up to 11, dial those bad choices up to 11. And you can do that through even like versatile models like Shadow Emissary, bring Fuhatsu in, mm-hmm. you know, to back up your Kananaka Sniper and a Toto barreling down. It's like, what do you do about that? Yeah. And that's the question that this crew's asking. What do you do about us? Yeah. And if you don't have an answer to that question, well, you're not going to have a very good day. So what, what kind of player is going to enjoy playing a Last Blossom crew? Aggressive players. Got it. Aggressive players. If you like to play an aggressive crew, you like high damage... Um, and, and that's the thing that's so great about Masaki. It's like Masaki in and of herself is not a high damage model. She's not like a min four model that's going to do five attacks around or something right. like that. But she enables the ability for your crew to get up there so they can do high damage plays. And that's something that's incredible. And like I can't emphasize her command enough because with everything having charged through... She has the ability to be like, you charge that model out of activation. Yep. And so now you're really capitalizing on charge through. And there's a trigger on it to allow them to even charge if they're engaged. Wow, okay. So it's like you can just set up these really clutch situations where like you are controlling the board from a damage perspective. And that's where she really kind of shines. And then, of course, you know, you, you aren't negating the fact that you're a scheme runner because Masaki's moving all over the board. you got Torakage that can move all over the board. Like, so it really just diverts your opponent's attention and makes them feel like they are on that back foot the whole time. Makes sense. Uh, so for new players, uh, Last Blossom was a high learning curve, shallow learning curve? I'm going to go moderate for this one. Okay. And the reason I say is because you can absolutely play this crew, you know, full throttle. I'm just going to throw my models up and then last person standing wins kind of thing. But the level of tactical plays you can make with Masaki puts that skill cap just a little bit above the beginner level. Got it. Learning how to properly navigate when to put her where 
is the key to making Masaki be the oppressive force that you feel she should be. Knowing what targets to snipe out. Target priority with this crew is massively important. Yeah. And so the, I consider target priority one of the like higher skill concepts. Yep. So that's why I got to put this at moderate. Excellent. All right. That's Masaki. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and write a review on this podcast so we can find more people almost as cool as you are. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube by searching for Third Floor Wars. That's T-H-I-R-D. We'll catch you next time on The Third Floor.